Hey, what's up, plant people? Today is a Tuesday, January 19th, 2021, and we're back with another episode of the Planthropology Podcast, the show where we dive into the lives, careers, and overall amazingness of some really, really cool plant people. I'm Vikram Baliga, your host, and as always, I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm just thrilled. So this is our first new episode of the new year. Uh, I hope you listened to last week's episode, which was a replay of one of my favorites from 2020 with Dr. Glenn Ritchie. It was awesome. If you haven't heard it, uh, go back, take a listen to that. I think you'll really enjoy it. And it sets the tone for um, a good year, I think. It's really positive and all of that. But today's episode is going to kick off what I think is going to be such a fantastic year of Planthropology. I am so excited about all of my guests and uh, everything that we're going to be doing, doing this new um, Plants in World Traditions series, which the second one will come out next Tuesday, hopefully probably. And uh, uh, I, I just, I can't tell you enough how excited I am about this year. So I'm playing around with a few things. Um, the show is going to be in a slightly different format today. So um, I'm not going to talk at you as long right now, but then there will be a mid-roll in the middle of the episode, like you know, a real podcast. We're, I'm a real podcast now. Anyway, um, I wanted to, uh, I think, highlight some of the trailers and other shows that we talk about here on Planthropology um, right in the middle of the episode where um, you can hear it a little bit better. We'll see how it works. If y'all hate it, let me know, and we'll, we can always go back. But uh, I'm going to start throwing in a mid-roll where we talk about our partners, other shows that we love around here, and um, just some other stuff, business things. It won't be that long. Um, okay, so today's episode, my guest today is named Rachel Boyd, and she is a producer, a radio producer, for our public media outlet, KTTZ. It's our PBS affiliate here in Lubbock at Texas Tech University. It's through the university. And Rachel is such an interesting wonderful human. She is a jazz singer. She has a master's degree in music, and jazz performance. She studied musicology and all of these amazing things. And she is a plant person. She's learning about gardening. And to document this process of her learning more and more about gardening and growing her own food on a budget, she started this great show called In the Grow that I've had the opportunity to be involved a little bit with. And so uh, I wanted to have Rachel on today because her show drops on Thursday, two days from now on the 21st, December, or, sorry, not December, January 21st. And it's wonderful. You can find it anywhere podcasts live. Um, but I wanted to talk to her about what inspired her to start the show, about her life experience. And we get into some really amazing, deep stuff in this episode. It's fun and it's funny. And I, I know you're going to love Rachel. Uh, she she just has the best personality, and um, you're you're really going to enjoy her. And I know you're really going to enjoy in the grow as well. So make sure that you listen to that. Um, we'll talk about that more in the mid roll throughout the episode and at the end. But without any more of me talking at you, let's talk to Rachel. So buckle up, uh, put on your party hats, and uh, let's listen to today's episode of the Planthropology Podcast with Rachel Boyd. All right. Well, we are up and running, I think, I hope, uh, for another episode of Planthropology. And I'm here with Rachel Boyd, who is a radio producer for KTTT. That's too many T's. KTTZ, I'm leaving that in. KTTZ FM, uh, which is part of Texas Tech Public Media. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm warmer today than the other day. It was That's freezing. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Rachel and I have started, well, okay. Rachel is working on a cool new podcast called In the Grow that we'll talk about Um uh, more in this episode, and I just pop in every now and then to talk about nerdy plant stuff. So she's doing all the actual work. And yeah, but it does rest a lot on your shoulders. He more than pops in. I'm like, hey, I don't know anything. Please tell me about this. 
Well, it's it's a. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've had fun recording the first few episodes, and so we'll talk again in more detail about that later. Um, but I really wanted to have you on the show, Rachel, because you're kind of a self-proclaimed not plant person or aspiring and learning plant person, and I'm I I'm so fascinated by people's journey into whatever they do, but specifically in the plants. So, uh, you know, I, I love talking to people with kind of diverse backgrounds instead of um, just a, just the straight up plant nerds that I normally mm-hmm. talk to on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening past guests, I love you. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a straight up plant nerd because I am too. But um, so uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get to be a radio producer at KTTZ FM? Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Well, I guess before I was a plant nerd, I was a band nerd. So that's how that started. I've always done music. So I was in band all through school. And then I went to school, uh, college, you know, for Mm -hmm. music. So I I got my undergrad in music theory, which is like when we talk about uh, when you say you're a thunderous nerd, as far as music majors go, that's about as uh, that's one of the nerdiest ones you can do. So I have an undergraduate degree in music theory, and then I did my master's in jazz studies, uh, which is a performance degree. And I did both of those with the intention of becoming a producer. Music probably was my thought, but you know really anything I'm doing audio now I'm doing a lot of dialogue stuff podcast stuff mm-hmm. but you know doing a music theory degree and a jazz degree gave me the skills in arranging and kind of like you know being able to improvise is very important as a producer if I'm going to help other people realize their musical aspirations or like make their songs come together uh so that was Kind of my intent, you know, I didn't go to school for recording, but those were my intentions with the degrees that I got. And I always had the intention of going into basically what I'm doing. That's awesome. So I, you know, I'm very much an amateur, uh, I was going to say magician. uh, (laughs) You are a magician. I'm an amateur plant magician. Yeah. Uh, Amateur musician. And correct me if I'm wrong, but jazz is like super hard, right? It feels to me like it's super hard. Again, like with the nerdy thing, that's like <laughs> as far as you could go. And and before that, I even, I failed to mention that I, for the first two years of my master's, I actually studied musicology. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, I kind of did like intensive coursework and then I didn't want to write a thesis and the jazz degree didn't exist. I'm actually the first person from Texas Tech to get the jazz, the master's in jazz. Wow. From Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, they had finalized the paperwork and I was like, you know, this is really what I wanted to do anyway. So I'm not going to write a thesis. I'm going to go play music now. Um, so, yeah, I, I had my head in the books a lot, too. Uh, for people that don't know, musicology is kind of it's music history, but it's music history plus the cultural side of it, too. So it's like anthropology it's like planthropology, but it's with music. You're studying the culture of music, like the how does it function in a society, or is it is it functional, or is it aesthetic? You know that kind of thing. Um, wow, it's oh, I mean, just like you with planthropology, it's so interesting to see how music functions outside of this Western canon of a mm-hmm. world that we live in that supposedly prescribes the way that we think about most things. Um, it's really refreshing to look at other cultures and their music and how music functions outside our world and how music crosses so many cultures. And I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. (laughs) Music contaminates the whole world (laughs) in a good way. Again, we, we've got so many good t-shirt ideas. Uh, (laughs) music contaminates the whole world is a good one. Um, uh, so it's infectious it's infectious that's it's killer i love that Uh, that's so fascinating and you know i uh i haven't really thought of it in those terms i guess because you know being raised in this uh, western musical culture or whatever and you know learning to play my one four five progression on my guitar Mm -hmm. or whatever you know that's that's how my brain processes music but Mm -hmm. 
uh, and, and not that like American music or Western music doesn't have deep cultural roots, but so many of those seem to be borrowed from other cultures and borrowed from other right. uh, musical traditions. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's studying musicology led me to learn about syncretic religions and creolization of music. I mean, it's just, uh, it's amazing how different people have come together and under not great circumstances and made beautiful lasting things. Yeah. Well, and I think, so this is, you know, this is maybe more philosophical than we tend to get (laughs) this early in an episode. It happens. We always get there or we we get there a lot. Uh, But I think it's, you know, none none of the things we talk about, whether it's plants or music or whatever else, none of this exists in a vacuum, right? We we talk about culture and we talk about how all these things interplay, and I think it's fascinating to see, you know, uh, f- from a natural standpoint, music a lot. So much music is written about the natural world, right? So much mm-hmm. uh, is is we we use all these different tools, whether it's music or science or whatever else, to describe our universe. And to, mm-hmm. to to give our give a voice to our universe, and so I, I just I think that's an interesting, um, you know, aspect of all of this because if you look at the the art and the culture uh, of a society, you can tell a lot about its natural and ecological history and all of that. Yeah, I'm just nodding my head, and I forget that we're. No, I do radio and I need to say, say my affirmations to you. (laughs) No, I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll ask questions on the podcast. Like I expect my listener to be able to answer me. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I probably watch too much. Actually, I bet it's that I watch too much kids TV where they're like, you know, they ask the audience a question and the kids all answer like, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think it works. I think it works. It's, it's like the blues clues of That's podcasts. exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to be like, is it is the mail here? It's mail time. Mail call. I've watched mail time. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? That's exactly what he says. Oh my god, I've watched so much blues clues in the past couple of years. It's oh. it's not there is so this is completely unrelated to anything, but I think they're they're the two best children's TV shows on television right now are nature cat which is a pbs show and mm-hmm. it's like half the writers from saturday night live and it's hilarious and really good uh and then uh, an australian show called bluey that is okay. very very good that has nothing to do now nature cat is kind of related they talk about plants and stuff but hmm. um i think maybe i've seen that at my friend's house she's got a grandson that's uh-huh. like two and she puts it on sometimes yeah, uh, but I otherwise I I haven't really seen a lot of children's you TV. Have lately. Absolutely no reason to, <laughs> and like I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I would not if I didn't have a reason to. You know, if right? I didn't, yeah. If I was yeah. not forced to watch children's TV, I probably wouldn't. Um, okay, so I mean, I don't know. There's some there's some children's TV that I watched or well, did watch. You know, sure. Like cartoons, Adventure Time. I love that. Adventure I thought Time's that was hilarious. Talk about, they're all about nature. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on, we may nature do tropes Yeah. Adventure time. Yeah. Probably a like, the ep- like that, in, have you seen the episode with the mushroom that like takes on sentience? It's like a bunch of mushrooms get on yes. top of each other. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> the sentient mushroom. That's funny. Um, anyway. Anyway, so I, I have... I already let this derail and I'm sorry. No, no, I think that's really, I, that that's all related. No, it's all related because, again, we take lots of different av- avenues, different avenues to tell, again, the story of society and the story of the universe, which is so much what this, this show is about, is how do we tell these stories? So are we making modern mythology? Maybe. We Yeah, I mean, I think we probably yeah. are. People are going to look back on this and they're going to be like, Vikram, Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, probably not so much. Who's Was there one that was like really sarcastic? Alt? Maybe Socrates. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diogenes, I'm not sure. Uh, all right. So let's talk about 
plant some um, or some more. So how you're you're kind of in the process of learning about gardening and learning about plants and all this. And I love that you're thinking about and, and actually documenting this experience through a podcast. That's really cool. What what brought you to this point? Like, what are you trying to address, I guess, in your own life through learning to garden? But then on a bigger scale, where are we going with trying to teach people about this? Okay, you just asked me like a four-part question. I'm Thanks, so sorry. Professor, Professor okay. Vikram here. Well, well okay. Let's I'll start st- with, I think you said, where did I, how did I kind of get to plants? And Yes. You know, I've always spent a lot of time outside, so that's kind of part of it. I think it's a culmination of things, you know. I've always been interested in nature. My parents were the parents that were like, go outside. Oh, you need to practice your trumpet? Go play outside. Go play that thing outside. (laughs) Just whatever. (laughs) Go outside. Go play your trumpet in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Corpus, so it was more like brush, not forest. Just a short forest, whatever. Yeah, just be careful of snakes. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, so, uh, you know, I always spent a lot of time outside. I Growing up, we used to go to the family farm, which wasn't really a farm. It was like a ranch that my great-grandparents had. But they, Mm -hmm. you know, when they were alive, they did kind of run it like a small little self-sustaining garden farm thing you know it wasn't they weren't selling stuff but that was always interesting to me and then when I finally when I got to college is when I had the chance to kind of I mean I was finally living on my own my dad wasn't much into like keeping plants so Mm -hmm. I didn't do it when I was younger uh but he always kept the yard nice I don't know whatever (laughs) but when I got to college I had one of my musicology professors uh actually two of them they're married and they uh whenever they would go out of town they would have me house sit for them and she had this awesome garden and so part of me house sitting for them was taking care of her plants her house plants and her garden you know she had tomatoes she had like rosemary all kinds of herbs and you know i'd never really been in a garden like that so that was interesting to me and my mom's always been great with house plants, but she's way out in California. So I only got to see that sometimes. So it's like I have all these peripheral things of plants and mm-hmm. uh, but taking care of their plants, uh, house sitting was probably the first that I was really like, I really like doing this. And then it ended up they bought a new house. So when they moved out, I got to rent the house that I would house it for. So like that garden kind of became my garden. And so cool. that was my real first experience. Like when they moved out, they kind of didn't care if I planted whatever. And I tried planting watermelons and I didn't know what I was doing. And I kept up her stuff. You know, that was, uh, it, it was fun. Um, but really, I got even more into it. I After that, I moved to like this tiny duplex and it mm-hmm. sucked. It was awful. But the best thing about moving there was my neighbor next door. She is like a plant witch like she is just great at like she just works magic on plants and she had all kinds of seeds and plants and she was she would be like here I have these extra pots you want some seeds take these you should totally grow this stuff and so I like we would we grew sunflowers in like the spot next to our houses like that were adjoined and I don't know just kind of being friends with her she really let that kind of blossom in me I was like yeah I always wanted to do this and now someone's helping me do this you know like she was giving me secondhand stuff or like seeds that she saved from her her plants and it was cool like I had a nice little stoop full of potted plants and then Mm -hmm. her house next door had like all these great plants and that's kind of that was just like in the last two two years or so okay that uh that she and I became friends and like she's really like the one that made me I don't know. I it really took off once I became friends with my la- neighbor lady at my last place. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, she's she and I are friends now. She's the one I mentioned that I was like she has a grandson and sometimes when I'm over there I see some kids <laughs> TV. <laughs> uh But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we still like we we're always like sending each other pictures of our garden and like trading seeds and um you know like I just now, ever since then, I like, I can't get enough house plants and 
I'm that lady. Like the the <laughs> the lady, the the receptionist at the TV station, she calls me every time the pothos is overgrown, and I've like culted, I've propagated it like twice, so I've like way too many pothos in my house. <laughs> oh, they'll take over. Like you'll have. Oh yeah, one of them right now. I'm letting just it's crawled all over my piano. Like I mean, it's got like five arms, and it's like just it's like it my it's awesome. My piano looks like it's out of a like horror movie or something it's just covered in ivy <laughs> like you walk into a house and there's like this abandoned piano that the plants yeah. take. nature's it, reclaiming the world yeah and that piano is not in great shape either so that's it kind of it has that look to it too <laughs> yeah, I, I like that so we have again this is an aside but we have an old like um 140, 150 year old upright that used to be in my mother-in-law's like grandma's church in Louisiana. And oh, it's cool. like, it probably, honestly, it probably needs to be restrung. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's in, mm-hmm. I, I worked on tuning it for a while and it's not even like close, but yeah, like I kind of like the idea of putting plants on it. It's, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of furniture, so my piano is an upright and it has all it it's just covered in plants. All the whole back of it is just up against this awesome south facing window and all my plants are there like soaking I, it up. Pretty cool. That's a fun yeah. place to play music. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean I would play there more if my piano my piano's kinda like yours. It's not that one's not in great tune and it's it needs work. It's old and it need, I got it for like a hundred bucks like ten years ago, but it, there you go. I, I love it. It, ha, it stayed with me. Uh, it's for practice, I'll just use the keyboard because yeah. it's in tune. Yeah. So that was a really long, circuitous, like not great story of how I got to plants. I that guess that was a great I story. Know. I don't know. What you're, I don't know what you're talking about. That was, was a great like, story. Like la 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 over here, over there. No, I don't know. I, perfect, perfect. Um, no, I. But that's a like. I think it's a good story to think about when we talk about just sharing our passions in general, right? Cause it's something mm-hmm. that you'd kind of done a little, but then you found someone who's passionate about it. And yeah. it turns out that like passion for nature or music or whatever is contagious. Yes. And uh, I love hearing those stories of like people that were like, you know, this person was so excited about it that I couldn't help about like help, but be excited about it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think she just kind of confirmed for me things that I've always kind of felt maybe through music or just in general with life. You know, you want to I I personally feel like I want to feel connected to the cycle of the seasons or mm-hmm. nature. You know, we the way we live now, I, I mean, I love technology. I work in recording. I love it. But at the same t- t- token, like I think we're so disconnected from the ways of life that we used to live. That's like Mm -hmm. ingrained in our DNA. And when we don't get our hands and feet in the dirt and like spend time outside, we don't feel good, you know? And yeah, I, I want to, I want to have the best meat bag experience I can have while I'm in this meat bag. So um, I want to feel good or at least like the most, good I can I mean I know you can't feel good all the time but like you know it's a cycle yeah and I'm I want to be more in touch with the natural cycles of the world no I, I that's awesome and you know we talk about and it's funny that some things like spending time in nature having actual documented physiological effects on your, um, you know, mental state, on your physical state, and all of that. Like, that's that's real science. But mm-hmm. today, we kind of treat it as, like, sort of woo-woo. Yeah. You know? But it's not. That's that's real science. Yeah, there's science that says, like, there's the microbes in dirt or whatever is good for your depression and, like, some a little bit of sun. I mean, I'm not saying that you can cure your depression just no. by putting your hands in dirt. I'm not saying that people need what they need but in general like if you can get a little boost by going outside and getting some sunshine and getting your hands in the dirt why not do that do it you know absolutely and you know there's uh there's someone coming up to the the gardens i think that's this week actually to lead like a forest bathing walk and you know the closest thing we have to a forest 
one of the closer things we have to a forest in Lubbock, America, is our little horticultural garden here. And so, um, you know, she's just leading this little walk through there, and it'll be like virtual and uh, social distance. It's outside and all that. But, like, I think there is more to that than a lot of people are willing to uh, like give the time to, you know, to investigate. Um, uh, like you said, it it's not going to solve all your problems, but I think especially in today's whatever we're dealing with yeah. uh why not use every little tool in the toolbox right if yeah. going out and hanging out with trees makes you feel better go do it yeah and it it will i mean if anything just taking a break from your devices and going outside and like having a moment of mindfulness like being present in mm-hmm. your life can change your entire outlook on your life for sure I mean, I sound like that sounds super woo woo too, but it's like, I mean, when you give your that all that crazy monkey mind brain chatter that's always going on in our minds, when you get a little break from that, you're like, whoa, this is yeah. pretty nice. Oh, this tree's oh awesome. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you go uh, planting flowers, planting seeds, that that's all you have to focus on. You, mm-hmm. you have a very A to B. I, I take some soil, I put a hole in it, I put the seed in the soil, I cover it up, yeah. and I water it. And it's it's focused, and it, it is a good yeah. way to like quiet a, a busy mind, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's my deal. I'm just addicted to like quieting my mind, because that's the same exact way I used to approach music. Hmm. I had a, I have one of my old roommates, you know, I, dealing with performance anxiety and stuff like that. It's kind of like cutthroat sometimes in school. Sure. And he, I remember one time he told me, he was like, Dude, you got to not worry about that. When I go into rehearsal, all I have to do is play my horn. All I have to do is play the music and and all that other stuff, I can leave it on the wayside. And when I'm done, I can pick it back up. But for that hour, rehearsal is great because all I have to do is play, right? Like, Yeah. And I, I was like, that's that. For me, that was great advice. I was like, sweet. I don't, I, I just. All I got to do is play, you know, yeah. and, you know, just like you said, when you're planting, all you got to do is plant your flowers, plant the you flowers. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we will come right back and talk more about plants. Hey, friends, welcome to the first ever mid roll. Are you as excited about it as I am? I'm sure you are. Well, so this will be a time in the episode that if we get more sponsors that we'll talk about them, if we have uh, trailers from other shows that we really think you need to hear, and by we, I mean me, uh, that I really think you need to hear, they'll play right here. We'll talk about other things um, that are important to the podcast. So uh, first thing is, find us on social media. Uh, you should be following Planthropology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can you should be in the planthropology's cool plant people facebook group it's a great way to connect um and and i really just want to hear from you i want to talk to you i like you people uh also if you will leave us a review for planthropology on Podchaser or uh, itunes or really anywhere else you can it really helps us out so a a five-star review and a rating uh um will go really a long way uh and and to help i guess maybe incentivize that if you leave a rating and a review take a screenshot of it send it to me um with your address i'll mail you some stickers a handwritten note and some other swag again there's lots of these that are going to be mailed out in the next couple of weeks as soon as i get through the first week of the semester so leave a review uh leave a rating and uh let me know what you think about planthropology i want to hear from you if you want to support the show more head over to patreon.com slash planthropology um as much as like a buck a month you can help support the show all of that goes back into the podcast whatever doesn't pay for the podcast directly gets donated um to the horticultural garden at Texas Tech for more high-quality plant education. All right, I think that's all the things. Uh, let's listen to a trailer for In the Grow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ready to go. Hi, I'm Rachel Boyd, amateur gardener and all-around plant enthusiast. 
In the Grow blossomed from my own joys and misadventures with gardening on a budget. For those of us who can't spend freely, but still wish to cultivate our yard, patch of grass, or sunny window, come join me and let's get in the grow. All right. Well, we're back and we were talking about uh, hobbies and how you don't necessarily have to be good at your hobby and about different things in our lives that help bring us focus. Now, there are things we do because they work, right? Uh, and and whether you can, I, I don't know, I, whether it's, I, I'm the same way with music. Like sometimes I, I let it become more than just an exercise in doing something fun or more than mm-hmm. just an exercise in something I enjoy. And I do that with gardening too uh, sometimes. But I think it's a good reminder for everyone listening that there there are things you can do, whether it's planting flowers or uh, playing a guitar or a piano that you can do just for you. It doesn't have to yeah. be anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to be good at your hobby, you know? Yeah. Like we we just live in such a hyper productive society that you know and 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 I'm partially guilty of this too cuz like I like to be good at my crafts like I knit all the time and I like get obsessed but you know you don't you can do something just for the joy of doing it not because you need to be good at it or you want to sell your wares on Etsy or whatever um you know it just you can just do it cuz you like it you know, and, and whether it's good or bad, it's not good or bad. It's just, do you enjoy doing it? Yeah. Does it, does it free your mind? Does it give you that pep in your step? Whatever, you know, if it's whittling wood or digging a hole outside or, you know, oil painting or something, you know, just, yeah. just do, do it. Do it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a perfect lead into talking about kind of your your project and your mission within the grow right which mm-hmm. as i've as i kind of see it is such a perfect way to i guess help people think about just getting started with this yeah. whole thing of gardening How, what what gave you that idea where did that come from well i guess getting started myself partially you know like i, I mean I, i'm not saying anything bad but i work in public media you know it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a what is that? A public service job. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not making a lot of money doing this. Sure. So I don't have, you know, an endless budget to garden. You know, I want to, I, one, there's that. And two, I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> so like, I want to do this the easiest and cheapest way possible. Um, and I just, I feel like that is something that other people can resonate with too. Like a lot of people want to know, how to grow their food or want to be able to have some, you know, maybe save some money by not having to buy all their vegetables at the grocery store. And, and I've, you know, I've learned from you and, and I've been listening to some of your shows and, you know, getting produce here in Lubbock is not easy for everyone. I know we have so many options available, but I, you know, I didn't realize that there is a premium on locally grown food. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to get some, you think, oh, I'm getting a good deal or something because I got it from a local place or it's the locally grown one, but it's actually more expensive than you getting something that's maybe not as high in nutritional value sure. because it's cheaper, you know, and, and people... I think people deserve to eat nutritional food as like the, as high in nutrients as it can, right? And like that sounds woo woo, but it's like <laughs> when you grow it in your own yard, it's like how how much better could it get than that? And I I want to share that with people and have I want people to learn that with me, and I think it serves kind of public media's mantra that's been going on for all these years, which is like we want to serve the underserved, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what public media has been about that's why we do all those kids shows for educational purposes you know like not everybody can go to the library or have access to all the internet streaming and having that stuff and public you know available to the public is what we do yeah um so i thought why not have other people learn these learn how to garden with me right like I've gotten my toes in and I like it. And I think 
other people enjoy it too and want to know more. And it's hard to decipher what's fact and fiction on the internet. And so I wanted to get down to the bottom of it and talk to people who really know some local experts and people like, I mean, you're a local expert too, but (laughs) I was, uh, we already... I already know you're my plant expert. So <laughs> I was thinking of other people that, you know, you, you know, like your friend Kyle and yeah. uh, the guy you were, what was his name? You were talking to the guy uh, that leads Grub. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt McEwen. Mm-hmm. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's so many people around here that have the same kind of interest and want to help deal with the fact that, like, you know, despite what some of our, politicians say we it's not easy for everyone to get fresh food right and let's make that easier for people and let's do it in a way that is you know maybe more green for the earth and maybe more green for your pocketbook too right like yeah and and i think we've said this on previous episodes but there are a few more i think empowering and radical acts than growing your own food in today's society. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because just because of, and, and you know, I, I think sometimes I fall into this thing where it's, I feel like I'm dogging on our food system because I, I don't mean to, right? Our food system is the way it is because we have to distribute a lot of things to a lot of people, right? And, and it exists for a reason. But that being said, there are so many access and entry barriers, like you were talking about that um, really just make it super hard, or it can make it super hard. Um, You know, we talk about food deserts, which is maybe even an incomplete term, where where do you go? Like, parts of East Lubbock, parts of Mm -hmm. um, uh, even rural, the rural communities around here, where do you go to get fresh food? Yeah, you don't. You don't go get fresh food because you'd have to ride the bus like one one and a half hours one way or the other or like i mean if you don't have a car you know i'm like if you don't some people don't right like yeah lubbock unfortunately you have to drive everywhere and Mm -hmm. uh i mean what you're gonna tell someone to go get a bike or something and they're gonna have to bike like 12 miles there and back no no one went and then with all their groceries and then what if it's like 10 degrees outside which happens here You know, it just, it's ridiculous. You know, people deserve to have good food without having to like go jump through hoops that are on fire to get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and the weather thing is real, right? Like it's, it's cold this morning. It's probably 30 degrees. Uh, The wind is supposed to blow like 40 miles per hour this afternoon. Like imagine having to walk even a mile, even a mile uh, to the grocery store. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate if I need groceries, I just hop in my truck and I go get groceries, but yeah. And, and, and we are so apt to falling into this mentality that everyone has a car, but everyone doesn't. No. Yeah. I mean, it's as we, sometimes as we move up stat, like, you know, financially in our lives, some people tend to forget that that not everybody has what you have. Yeah. So it's like, it's important to remember, even as if you, we want everyone to succeed. You know, I want people to live their best life and I want people to grow and, and, and have better lives. And, but while we do that, we have to remember that other people are still struggling too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think that's such a cool, I, I guess motivation to start this show, um, which is why, you know, when you reach out to me, I'll be real honest with you. My first thought was like, I have three podcasts <laughs> already. And then, but then you started telling me about it. I was like, no, I have to be involved with this because I love j- just the heart behind it and the motivation behind it. Because I think that the more that we can empower people to, and, and, and I don't want to send the message that, you know, you're going to plant two tomato plants and completely replace your your trips to the grocery store because that's that's not even the point. The point is that you can supplement um, uh, your diet. You can reduce the amount of money you spend. You mm-hmm. can have that experience that's very empowering. Uh, yeah. And, and you don't have to have all this crazy stuff to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I mean, and learning too, like uh, 
trying to save money a little, like you said, supplementing. Like I, I looked up that you can eat the leaves off your tomato plant. And for a long time, we thought you couldn't because, you know, because of history with the nightshade family, right? Like mm-hmm. as plants evolved, humans evolved, and it used to look like something else. So we, it's ingrained in us. Like you don't eat that. Don't eat that. It's going to kill you. Yeah. But you know, I, I had a, a tomato plant this summer. I took the leaves off and the tomatoes and like made a cool soup with it. Hmm. You know, I mixed, I, there, it's kind of like very aromatic. I mean, like you've cut tomato plants before and they always smell so good, right? You're like, that's, I feel like it's such a waste to throw away those leaves. And I, I just mixed it with spinach in there and like okay. that was perfect, you know, like a tomato spinach soup, throw some of those leaves in there. That's pretty awesome. Um, and I, I, I did my due diligence and made sure like someone else had already eaten them and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never, you die. never want to be the first person to have to like try yeah. to eat a new thing. Yeah. I, I think about that a lot, actually, like as humans were developing society and, uh, you know, learning about nature, like man, poor Dave, right? Dave had to go and all right, you eat that. It's your turn. And then, oh no, Dave's dead. Like, <laughs> you know, I, uh, but, but I think about that a lot. Like, man, there were some brave uh, people that they were like, well, I saw that bird eat it. I can eat it. That's not how it works. No, it's not. They have a different gut like, biome completely. than we do. Yeah. No, but that that's really cool to think about that in addition to just, oh, I grew tomatoes or I grew uh squash is a really common one around here squash does really well well you can fry the squash blossoms you can do Mm -hmm. all kinds of things with that plant more than just waiting for your yellow squash or whatever yeah yeah um so talk kind of briefly and we mentioned it before i think but talk briefly about uh the format of the show how are you structuring it what's it gonna what's it gonna feel like because i think this would be very interesting to a lot of our listeners so my thought was one, don't you hate it when you get on YouTube or Google and you, you want to learn something? You say you wanted to, even a recipe, right? It, you, you you think, I want to learn how to X, Y, Z, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And you get on there and you have to scroll through like <laughs> freaking five pages of, well, and my dog does this and I like <laughs> to try that. But you know what really this blog is about and... In, even if it's a YouTube video, it's like five million minutes of, hey, like, scoop, subscribe, blog here, booble doop bop, and did you know if you follow <laughs> me on this? And I, I just, I want to know how to do it, right? Just tell so, me what to. Just tell me what I need yeah, to know. Just, exactly. So <laughs> my the main format is going to be the beginning portion of the show is I'm going to tell you a topic like the first episode I did was how to start seeds indoors. And I'm going to give you a brief, concise how to, and then I'm going to check in with you about the why. And like, so the beginning is just like instruction. I'm, it's pretty cut and dry. Like I'm trying to be personable, but I don't want to like waste your time, you know? (laughs) So uh, I'm trying to be straightforward with the how to. And then the last part of the, like the last half, or so would be just a conversation with you about what does and doesn't work um, and how we can achieve those things, you know, just kind of commentary on the instruction Mm -hmm. and any tips we can give further. And then I think there will also be episodes like we did the compost one um, where I really didn't know much of anything at all. And I wanted to just pick your brain about it. So we still kind of get a how to, yeah. Um, and I think we'll get a how-to out of that. Like, I, I want to follow up and try to get Kyle or get him to record his instructional 18-day compost thing. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's – the main thing is I want it to be a how-to, but there's also, like, informal conversation about it. So it's it's easy for the layman like me, the non-PhD uh, plant person, to understand because – I know I'm going to call plants by a lot of the wrong names, and you're going to cl- correct me on that, which is great. But other people probably know it by the wrong name, too, or know what sure. I'm talking about. Um, so it's kind of just like it's it's my grassroots educational approach to gardening, and I hope that other people will come along on the journey with us um, as we kind of, you know, 
get in the know of gardening. And that's why I'm calling it in the grow. I love know, it. So that we can start growing stuff on our with a little bit of help from the plant experts. <laughs> I, no, I, I love the whole format. I love the whole idea of it, it has. And again, I've listened to the, the first episode and I, I love the, the feel of it. And, and I think you sell yourself short. You're an excellent storyteller. You really, I mean, Thank you. no, you really are. And, and you know, it's, it is personable and informative and it hits, I think all the notes that you wanted to hit. Um, but I think, uh, for folks out there that are looking to get started in gardening, this is just such a perfect, uh, tool to learn a little bit more about that. And it's like a, I don't know, just a gateway into the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Let me be your gateway drug to nature. <laughs> Again, more t-shirts. We've got so many t-shirts now. Uh, yeah. maybe your gateway drug to nature. I love it. Um, it's just like my face. <laughs> I'm going to post when I when I post this episode, I'm going to post a picture if it's okay with you of the thunderous nerd t-shirt you just Oh, yes. <laughs> that that oh, cuz it's yeah. so, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, Y'all don't even yeah. know. You're not ready for it. Um so <laughs> not ready for this jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just thought about Destiny's Child. No, it happens. It happens yeah. to all of us. All the time. Um, so, if, by the way, I think that's the first CD I ever bought. Was it? Mine was. I think so. uh, mine was actually the Eagles' "Hell Freezes Over" live album, and I oh, was nice. like nine. Yeah, I think I was like nine when I bought Destiny Child. Just there, well, I can't talk when I bought their first album, but I had tapes before that. So, like, oh, okay, my, uh, I vividly remember rollerblading down the street with my Walkman and No Doubt tape. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know how I know we're about the same age? You just said No Doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Walkman. And rollerblading. Yeah, and Walkman. And, and war- yeah. All, all of that. I like all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and my dog barked in approval, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I like that, too. Um, so, you've listened to the show. You know that I, I like to throw this question at guests. Um and we've kind of talked about a lot of a lot of this already, but if you had a piece of advice or a piece of something that you'd like to send our listeners with, uh, it can be about plants, it can be about life in general. Um, what would that be? Hmm. <laughs> and I like to not prepare people for this. That's my favorite thing. I don't know yeah, what that well, says you about totally, me. I was unprepared because I don't. I guess I missed you, at, or I just glazed over when people answered this question. Oh, I do it like right at the end of episodes. Yeah. Uh I guess get a spray bottle. Don't overwater your seedlings. Like you gotta <laughs> yeah. use a spray bottle because like I don't know how many times I just like totally decimated plants by like just pouring water <laughs> on it. It's like you can't do that. Don't do that. That's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good advice, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's fun for me to just like not warn my guests about that. And they're always like, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then I edit I around. Know. It's fine. I guess life advice is if if someone really wants you in their life, they're going to make time for you. And if they don't, you need to move on. That's pretty good life advice, too. Life's too short to waste your time. With someone that doesn't give you time, right? Yeah. Wow. So use a spray bottle and uh, use your time wisely. I like that. Yep. Spend your time wisely, I should say. Yeah. Um, and with people that make you, you know, m- celebrate you rather than not make you feel like you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I That's about as good a place to leave this as any. Um, <laughs> so uh, I know you are not very much on social media, which I think makes you the smarter of the two of us. Uh, but are there places people can find you? Do you want to be found? You don't have to be found. I'm okay with that. Well, the podcast will be on the radio station's website. Oh, okay. Uh, so KTTZ.org. And I guess you can find us there. And I'm assuming it's going to be available where all podcasts are available. So you can find me on... In the, grow. in the grow. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we're, we're still, we're recording this ahead of time. So yeah. like we're, we're still kind of making everything. I'm, I'm positive they'll make a Facebook page for the show and you can find me there. I, I'm sure by the time this comes out, you can search in the grow 
on Facebook and uh, connect up with us there because we plan to take, you know, people's questions and I'm sure people are going to have all kinds of questions and, and I'm sure that'll fuel some of the show topics too. Yeah. Um, as we move forward and just, you know, we, because we wanted to be helpful to West Texas gardening specifically, right? Like that comes with its own set of challenges. So I, I, I look forward to seeing what people need help with. Very cool. As well. Well, I'll, I'll share links to all that in the, in the show notes. And, and Rachel, I appreciate you being on. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Good. that. I'm glad. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for being a part of In the Grow. It really, it wouldn't work without you. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Well, it, that's a lot of fun too. So um, everyone, thanks for listening. Y'all are awesome. Happy, uh, I don't actually know yet what day this is coming out, but happy 2021. Here's hoping yeah, that- Here's hoping 2021 20, is better, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we're recording this on December 15th. So who knows what's happened between- right this minute and the time that I dropped this episode, but we may be talking about aliens. I have no idea. Bionic um, T-Rexes. I'm holding out for that one. I want that one. Robo T-Rexes? Are you sure? No. I don't. Well, it depends. Do I get one? I want a mechanical pterodactyl <laughs> that I can ride. All right, folks. We're ending there. We'll see you the next end. time. Bye. Goodbye. Right. So, uh, was a dude dressed as a buffalo um, invading the Capitol building on your list anywhere for 2021? It wasn't on mine. Um, um, I'll take the robot dinosaurs any day of the week. Y'all, thanks for listening as always. I hope you'll go check out In the Grow again. You can find it on any podcast player out there already. Um, I've posted links to their Podbean page, to the website, and everything else I could think of in the show notes. Um, You're really going to enjoy it. And if you're into gardening and you want to get into gardening, In the Grow is something that you absolutely need to listen to. Thanks so much to the Texas Tech Department of Plant and Soil Science for all the continued support as always uh, this could not be done without the department's support um i hope y'all are ready for a great year again i said this in the beginning i probably said it in the middle i say it a lot um but y'all are my favorite humans by far i love that you listen i appreciate all of you that that connect on social media and that hang out and that listen so join us next week hopefully on tuesday probably on tuesday for the second installment of plants and world traditions and we're going to start close to home here in uh, north america so y'all have a wonderful week stay safe take care of yourselves wear a mask get a vaccine And I will talk to you very, very soon.